What is up, Bombad fam? This is your boy, the Cannon Junkie, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Bombad Cast. Proud members of the Beyond the Blast Doors Network, and there is a show for every Star Wars fan on your list on the Beyond the Blast Doors Network. You have Around the Galaxy with Pete Fletzer. There is Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge with Shannon Morin. Hollow Chronicles with Josh and Andy talking about those Star Wars collectibles. Beyond the Blast Doors Live, the only live weekly Star Wars news show every Thursday with David Amalotti at Sweet Sweet uh, Hunk of Man Meat with uh, a tank top. And then, of course, streaming Star Wars with David Amalotti and Pete Fletzer every friday night talking about all that disney plus star wars streaming goodness that can all be found at beyondtheblastdoors.com where you'll also find some articles and other fun stuff to to kind of look around in and if you like what you see from us and the rest of our uh lovely network family members then you can support us at Beyond the Blast Doors Patreon. So go. You can be a patron of the show. You can give us money to act like really big nerds in our basement and talk about Star Wars and make 50 costume changes if possible. If that's your thing, sure. Um, but tiers start at only $5 a month. Support content creators and let's get on with the show. Let's you know what? Let's bring in the one, the only, the uh, some might say Daniel Day Lewis of Star Wars podcasts, Scotty Daniel Day Lewis Jero. How you doing, Scotty? Dewanawanga. I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling some Bib Fortuna love tonight, even though we're not even talking about Bib Fortuna. And speaking of our guest, it is not Bib Fortuna. It is the one and only Jared, the Dark Jedi, for his second appearance in the Bombad cast in sequential order. Boom, boom. Yes. He is on this wonderful episode, Jared, the Dark Jedi. Jared. What is going on, brother? Uh, nothing much. Super excited uh, for this episode in particular. Had a lot of, uh, if not traumatizing, but fun uh, the last time I was around these parts. <laughs> and I'm very happy you guys wanted to bring me around a second time. So, yeah, very excited. Thank of you for having me on again. Really... Dude, thank you so much for coming back on. Seriously, like we had so much fun. You had you you were a champ. 
but also we were like, Hey, let's, let's have you on for like an actual episode. And uh, just to be safe, we are only doing audio so that Scotty, you guys don't have to, to endure that again. You don't have to endure the blinding white, um, of, of the glorious physique that belongs to Scotty. J. Word for so. it. Yes. Well, you know, and, and I also felt a like good hamburger going fault. on with that Elvis costume, but um, I think um, there's yeah. also something really special about Jared is, is that he put up with all this. So I'm very thankful that right now we have the opportunity to actually get insight from him because on his show, the Nerd Academy podcast, which I want you to tell more about. Um, it's one of the, it's one of these shows that like has like three different, four different voices. People always raise their opinions and you know what? I, I tend to feel more of Jared's side of the story. So, um, Anyway, Jared, tell us about your podcast, man. Where can people can where can people find you before we get started? So uh, they'll they'll have something to hype up to. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I host the three main shows in the Nerd Academy podcast uh, network, for lack of a better word. Uh, our main show, the Nerd Academy podcast, uh, covers all fandom uh topics and news we have our star wars specific show knights of the nerd republic that you lovely gentlemen have guested on a couple times uh and then we have our bi-weekly show campus life <laughs> jerry has <laughs> we were graced by scotty for one episode so far but i want to pull the hat trick and get Half you guys episode. on again uh and then we have Ooh, our bi-weekly possibly, show yeah. oh sorry oh kitty Oh, no, don't be it. sorry. He deserves it. <laughs> uh, we have our bi-weekly show, Campus Life, uh, where we all just kind of shoot the breeze and riff a little and talk about our uh, weeks. And on our Patreon, we have a monthly Star Wars Versus series, uh, which I do with Spencer Simpson. Uh, we have a lot of fun with that. We've done Anakin Skywalker versus Darth Maul, Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Mace Ooh. Windu, Kylo Ooh. Ren versus Ahsoka Tano, and then the match coming out on August 1st is going to be Count Dooku versus Exar Kun, uh, which is available at the $5 tier of our Patreon. Wow. Go check that out for sure. Holy cow. That is insane. But that's a lot of our Bombad fans like those kind of things. And I know that for a fact. <laughs> Like people love the the discussion of of battles and things that are bizarre and weird, and that is definitely up our our fans' alleys. I can tell you that much. Take like the, the canon up versus legends and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, that was the fun yeah. thing with this most recent one with the uh, Exarchon versus Count Dooku, is that we really got to dive deep into the legends continuity, and Exarchon is one of my favorite legends characters. So yeah, lots of fun stuff coming out of the Nerd Academy. Uh, we love talking all fandom and, uh, like Scotty was saying, there's a lot of different opinions, uh, kind of circling the wave pool. Uh, you know, you have me who's an ardent supporter of the sequels who comes from a very legends heavy background. Uh, there's a couple people here and there who aren't super into the prequels, but still like them. We have a couple people who are super not into the new canon, but aren't dicks about it. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a, there's a lot <laughs> it's to funny how that can work out, how you can not like something and not be a dick about it. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Definitely. Yeah. Like granted, you know, Mike Doling, uh, Darth id, uh, 
as we like to call him. He and I have our repartee where we like to, you know, in a joking way, bully each other about our differing opinions on Star Wars. But it, it never goes anywhere past uh, light joshing, uh, knowing that we both respect the other one's opinion very much. That is awesome, man. That's that's Very exactly important. what you need. You, that was one of the fun things about Star Wars, you know, back growing up and like in high school and college and whatever, like sitting around like the lunch table, right? And like talking about what would happen. What about this? You know, what do you think about this character versus this character? Things like that. That's why I think podcasting it's so like the right spot for a lot of people. Like there are so many Star Wars podcasts. There's so many different conversations to be had. That's why there can be so many. It's because we really like to have those conversations. They just don't have very, they don't happen very well over Twitter. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's especially, especially of differing views. Like people tend to get very like precious and like be, uh, well, like you were saying, they, uh, be dicks. Uh, about their opinion. <laughs> well, and, and the so, lunch yeah. table thing you bring up is very apropos because with the exception of Connor Chiquiti, who befriended all of us uh, at the with the last podcast network we were with before we went solo, all of us grew up together. We all went to high school together. We've, awesome. we've all known each other most of our lives. So it's literally that, that lunch table conversation um, but brought to uh, the podcasting format. I love that. I love I love anything like that because it's really important to, you know, have those discussions and be around the people that you kind of watch develop their their opinions on Star Wars too. And it's funny since Jerry and I have started podcasting, you know, we've seen and we've been around a bunch of people that that have, you know, it's okay to change your opinion. And that's one really big thing. Because this this episode right here about to have is a lot about that, a lot about changing your opinion. Because my opinion on this character was significantly different from the first movie compared to his last movie. And um, this episode, we're talking about the one and only Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo to me. Slash baby uh, uwu. There we go. Very big baby <laughs> okay. uwu. Okay. Baby, baby, ooh, ooh. So I kind of wanted to start this whole discussion off with one little thing. Um, how did your opinions change as you watched each sequel trilogy? And maybe you can give us a little bit of a layout, you know, of where you were after The Force Awakens, then TLJ, then Tross. Um, and since Jared is our wonderful guest, and Jared actually is the brainchild of the discussion, Jared, how has your opinions changed essentially from film to film? So, all the way back, like, when the first teasers for The Force Awakens were kind of slow dripping yeah. out, um, at the time, I was still kind of firmly in the, I'm excited for more Star Wars, I'm excited for new Star Wars. However, I still had that bad taste in my mouth about Legends being taken from canon. Um, so, with every trailer, I warmed up to the concept of these new movies and in particular Kylo Ren uh, progressively yeah. uh, as somebody who, as far as star Wars goes, my bread and butter is Jedi and Sith philosophy, Jedi and Sith martial arts, the weapons and technology therein. Hmm. I'm, I'm that, I'm that lightsaber junkie. Um, 
And I remember when that first teaser came out and we saw him kick on the cross guard, I was among the people who were throwing an absolute temper tantrum about it. And I hated it. (laughs) Um, Which today is so like, that's practically a different human being. Um, I was like, Oh, it looks goofy, whatever. And then we saw a little bit more. And then that first trailer came out from celebration and we heard mm. him do the whole nothing will stand in my nothing will stand in my way. I will finish what you started. And we heard him do that for the first time. And we Pretty saw good. the Vader helmet. And I was like, oh, hold on. <laughs> uh, and as somebody who, until Kylo Ren, Darth Vader was my favorite Star Wars character. And that whole mm. idea of him being this successor to Darth Vader, not just in a thematic sense of, oh, he's the new big bad with a cool ass helmet and a black cape. Um, mm-hmm. Where I was like, no, he's literally continuing Vader's work. It immediately won me over. And, you know, with the whole lunch table discussion stuff leading up to it, I, this is my moment to not so humbly brag. I called the entirety of the force awakens. Um, we had like a, we had a lunch table, oh, man. we had a lunch table conversation where we were like, okay, what do we think is going to happen? And with Kylo specifically, I said, I was like, this is the new version of Darth Kytus. This is the son of Ooh. Han and Leia who's fallen to the dark side. Only unlike the old canon, he's going to kill Han. And wow, Damn. how long before the film? Uh, we had that conversation like three days before the movie came out. Um, <laughs> dude, and I was going into it. I was like, I think I'm going to like this guy, but I want to see more. And I saw him catch the blaster bolt. And then I saw him walk away from it and with no physical gesture, without concentrating on the blaster Mm -hmm. bolt, keep it suspended. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment I was like, Mm -hmm. this guy isn't to be trifled with. And as the movie went on, you start to realize, like, this guy is deeply tormented. There's a lot going on with him psychologically. And I immediately fell in love with him. And in the immediate aftermath of The Force Awakens, I was one of the people who did think Rey would be related to Luke in some way. Part of mm-hmm. me expecting, okay, the, the logic of if he's the new Darth Kytus, then they're going to do Rey as being Jaina Solo, but from Luke's side of the family. Obviously, I yeah. was wrong. Um and I wasn't quite a Raylo yet. And part of me wanted to see that journey happen like it did in Legends with Kylo Ren being the new Kytus dying evil. Yes. About a year had passed after uh, The Force Awakens and I started questioning whether or not I wanted to see Kylo die a villain. And kind of slowly but surely started drinking the Raylo juice. And <laughs> like a lot of Raylos, uh were very happy <laughs> with The Last Jedi in that 
as far as I was concerned, Raylo was confirmed in The Last Jedi in the nature of their connection okay. and the way that Ryan Johnson had talked about the way he wrote them. Um, the whole the hand touch scene was the closest I could get to an SEX scene in a Star Wars movie comment that Ryan had made. <laughs> I felt like it was made abundantly clear. These two were had some amount of affection for each other. Um, and I was very yeah. happy with the last Jedi and was very much Absolutely. Looking, looking forward to how you redeem him here and recognizing that he could have a very, very unique story of redemption um, in the wake of the last Jedi. Uh, so at that point, Kylo is officially my favorite star Wars character and going into the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> uh, there were, some character beats that I thought were kind of redundant uh, that I didn't think needed to be there. For example, the whole helmet coming back. Sure, bring the helmet back. I, I think weirdly having the helmet be rebuilt during the movie it was it made it not work for me. Um, yeah, and, I, and I, the whole helmet thing is. Part I, of I'd deepest. agree with that. I think if it would have been there from like moment the first moment. Like he rebuilt it after Snoke. I, I, mm -hmm. I would, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I would be down with that with him being like, kind of like an F you to Snoke. Like, like I'm going to be who I want to be, you know, like yeah. this isn't yeah. to hide. This is who I am. Like and kind of thing trying and also trying to hide his true emotions. Right. Exactly. And I mean, as the conversation goes on, I think the helmet plays into his psyche in a very important way. Um, and to how he manifests the Kylo Ren persona, which we can save for later in the conversation, of course. Um, but all in mm. all, I got to see him redeemed. I got to see that Ben and Ray did truly have feelings for each other. The concept of the Force dyad, that not only did they have this profound Force bond, and not only did they have those feelings for each other, it was almost as though the Force knew before they were born, these two are meant to be together, which I found yeah. to be a very beautiful story, a very unique story. One that again, harkens all the way back yeah. to legends with Revan and Bastila Shan, you know, yep. this story Absolutely. has parallels, but it is very unique in its execution. Um, and, uh, Ben Solo deserved better and hashtag Ben Solo lives. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I Very love everything nice. you said there, Jared. Yeah, definitely. Jerry, do you want to give your little opinions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and get mine before you get ready to, to uh, shit on everybody and stuff. So I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm um, joking. I have to say, Jared, that my journey with the character of Kylo Ren Ben Solo is very similar to you. Um, I, I came closer to Ben Demption a little more after Last Jedi. It was honestly a lot of, I loved Last Jedi. And to me, yeah. to this day, it is still one of my favorites. But again, I Force Awakens, I was, I was one of those fanboys at first not fanboys but i was one of those guys at first that was like oh he killed han like on screen it, by the rules of movies he's probably going to have to to die or, or something 
Um, or he might die bad because that is like crazy. But, but you've got had the prequels come out before the original trilogy, then we would have thought the same thing about Vader, right? Well, Vader, of course, is Anakin, but him killing Obi-Wan, right? And things like that, you know, it's just that's that's what happens. Han was the Obi-Wan of that trilogy. So I had a little like I wasn't like, ah, if it doesn't go this way, I'm going to be ticked. But that was I was kind of on that train at first. And I was also, Jared, on the Ray is Luke's daughter train because it was very like it almost felt overt to me. At the beginning, it was very like paint by numbers, but I was like, okay, so that's like you were saying, it's the, uh, Darth Cadiz, um, and Jaina Solo kind of a connection and stuff. And so I was like, okay, I'm down for that. Let's see. And I honestly still thought that she could have been related even after I watched last Jedi, but, um, Again, after Last Jedi, you have the period of uh, what? What do you? What do you? What would you even call that period of fandom online? The, the great fandom wars, the great menace. Yeah, yeah. No, they're <laughs> not great at all. Um, the, the yeah, the rise of the fandom menace. Yeah. Um, that just that whole and I, I I'm sorry I even spoke the name of Lord Voldemort on uh, the mic. Um, you can beep it out, Scotty. But uh, okay, it yeah yeah. You know, write it down. The timestamp right there. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> through like defending all of that and talking with people who were uh, Ray, talking to Raylos, and honestly, my. Um, my cousin in law, she's she's basically my little cousin. I love her to pieces. She's awesome. Uh, she uh, was a huge Raylo and stuff. Like, was telling me like would tell me at like family get togethers and stuff. Like, hey, so uh, I've been reading this stuff on Reddit and all this stuff. <laughs> would like fill me in on stuff. I'm like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if I really believe it. Like, it was funny because she read it. She was talking about it before we even went to see Last Jedi. Right. Oh wow. And like we went to see these Listen, movies with pre Last Jedi, um, Raylos are a different breed, and our Dude, kind is the supreme was... Raylo. <laughs> well, and see, oh I didn't even get God. started on Star Wars Twitter until after TLJ, honestly. So I didn't know. I was just you know I didn't know it was. It got really bad for like no nothing excuses. Uh, people treating Raylos and women, frankly, online the way they do. It's just completely uncalled for. Um, and so I got online mainly because my friends didn't like The Last Jedi, so I didn't know who to talk to. So I was like, I'll go on here and see if people like it. And a lot of people <laughs> did. And let's see, I'm going to interact with these people. And then I, you know, you get into the fandom wars and stuff, you know, and just conversations with people. And uh, like, you know, I would rib, I, I, I was saying on my, on our way to last shit, I was ribbing and, you know, joking with my, my cousin, you know, saying like, ah, oh, I, they're not like, no, no, that's Luke's daughter. You know, like before I knew that that stuff was a thing that people were going to like harass people with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like now looking back on it, I'm like, I'm embarrassed that I was doing that. But at the time it was like all good natured fun. You know, we were both like going back and forth. Um, 
But being online, talking with people uh, of different opinions and thinking about things and like re-examining these movies over and over and over again. By the time I went to Celebration, I was full on Bendemption. Whereas at the beginning, I thought they were going to end it. I just thought they would go a little different and end it a, a little bit in tragedy. But again, at that time, I thought, well, they're, the, the last Skywalker is going to be Ray and stuff, which you can, I mean, it is what it is now. Um, she kind of is, but uh, I don't know. I just, I started, I remember I went up to Lacey Gillerin uh, at Celebration. And I was like, Lacey. I'm on the Bendemption train now. And she's like, yeah, you know, like his Lacey's big about that <laughs> and stuff. But like, I, when I went to see rise of Skywalker and I went to see it a few times and I, uh, before I went to see it with that family again, and I went to see it with that cousin of, of my wife's, um, well, the whole family went and she's talking to me because we talk about star Wars and she goes, so like at, at the end, oh, well, when they kissed, actually, at the end of that, she looked down at me like, mm, ha. and I afterwards, I was like, I'm fine with I like it. I'm for it, man. Heck, yeah. Raylo, let's do it. That's awesome. I love this. I love the connection. I love that it is. It is literally across the stars and stuff like the 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 music used for Anakin and Padme. It is like they are they're the the balance incarnate right they're light and dark balanced which again i don't think it's like an equal i've never been on the oh you gotta have an equal number of light siders and an equal number of dark siders if that's your thing i apologize i don't mean to offend your um uh uh opinions um but it's wrong um there is a balance though (laughs) anyway like you have in ray you have a hero who is truly pure of heart, who has right. darkness deep within her that, for the most part, goes untapped. Who can, who can touch the darkness and walk away and not be tempted by it? Go, yeah. like, mm, no, that's not for me. Where with right? Ben, like, you I have, love that yeah. about her. Where with Ben, you have somebody who's forcing darkness upon himself, who has this mm-hmm. just very bright light inside of him that he is actively suppressing. They have, there's this reverse nature to each other that makes them that perfect cohesion that they're almost the other one backwards. I absolutely love the whole dyad dyad concept too. And honestly, my headcanon on the whole Ray S Palpatine's granddaughter thing, um, from TROS. I know people kind of attribute that JJ said that, that that's JJ's answer for why she is so powerful is, Oh, she's Palpatine's granddaughter. To me, that is the mindset of that's the, that's the flawed mindset of Kylo when he's like, he's being manipulated and Palpatine. That's the bad guys and been trying to be a bad guy. Uh, trying to say like, no, your power comes from that old bad dude. Cause we, uh, you know, you need to turn. And yeah, honestly, the power to me comes from Ben and Ray. That is why they are both so strong in the forces because they have each other because they are a dyad because they're two halves of the whole that is 
extremely powerful. And, and to me, that is a way better explanation than, oh, she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Because I, I honestly was like, what? <laughs> when it happened at first, at first I was like, Scotty can tell you, I called him like whenever I could finally talk to him, I was going insane. I watched it twice on opening night. The first time I've ever done that. Same here. And I was going insane. I was going insane, dude. I had to talk to somebody. I'm like, how do I, why do I, how do I feel about all of this? But the first time I'm not going to lie. I had a feeling in my gut. The first time he said, you're a Palpatine. It sounded so clunky at the time that I was like, what? The more I've pondered on it, the more, again, I've come to my head cannon. I enjoy, I, I'm watching, I actually have Rise of Skywalker on uh, right now going in front of me here to just kind of seep in that Ben Solo goodness, right? You know, like to get as much of it as I possibly can. I, I do agree though. I, I will say this. I want more good Ben Solo content because that small morsel we got at the end of Rise of Skywalker is so juicy and good. I want so much more of it. I want so much more of it. And I'll say it, the good boy sweater is even cool too. I mean, I just like the whole thing, man. Him like running in there Han Solo style, but with the force like blasting that dude from behind and like, the whole sequence is amazing. I wish there was so much more. I would have added like 15, 20, 30 extra minutes to Rise of Skywalker if it were me and and just put more Ray and Ben and have time with them together, you know, like going farther and explaining more maybe of the dyad or whatever, you know, like maybe, I don't know, just I would have loved to see more of him as Ben Solo like having actual conversation with someone because that would have been how interesting would that have been to have this character who's been trying so hard to be evil, who's done horrible things, but did them was basically gas lit into doing them. Right. Like he was manipulated in Kylo Ren. He was manipulated. And yes, you, he fi- and as soon as he finds that out, like you can almost say like Rise of Skywalker, he's like, OK, wait, what? At the beginning and then for the rest of the time, I promise I'm going to let you talk, Scotty. I promise. Um, but it will probably be the next episode. Um, but <laughs> that whole sequence at the beginning where he finds out that like Palpatine has been basically you got to think he's heard of Palpatine, right? Like he no knows way he who Palpatine yeah. is. He knows who that is. And I'm sure Luke told him about like that final confrontation and stuff. And at Leia, you know, think about all the crazy stuff we haven't gotten yet. The juicy stuff that could be in a novel or something. Like I am just, I'm just drooling right now. Um, just, but just think it's almost like you see his plan kind of change. He loses his game. Like you were saying, uh, um, uh, Jared, I'm sorry. I don't I didn't forget your name. I, my brain just kind of like stopped for a second. Um, like Kylo Ren, uh, stopping a blaster bolt, my brain just like, yeah. so, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, dude, the, but, uh, the whole, uh, Kylo, like rebuilding the mask. Why is he rebuilding it then? Why is he doing all this? He, he, he needs a poker face, right? He doesn't know. He's he's very conflicted in the rise of Skywalker to me. I know he he's trying really hard at the end. He's like, I'm going to try to be bigger and badder than Palpatine. Right. 
but yeah. uh, just there's just something about it that just really strikes me as I feel like at the beginning of that movie, and I'm kind of just coming to this. And Scotty, you can talk next episode. Um, <laughs> you can. Uh, I, I just feel like he's really trying to play up. It, he, he's conflicted through the whole film, and I just again anyway. Morbin Solo, baby. You know how long that was, um, Jerry? How was your longest yet? You know how long that 20 was? Twenty minutes. Eleven. Twenty minutes. minutes. Eleven Dude. minutes straight. Eleven minutes. I set the precedent there. That's on me. Sorry for hogging airtime. No, not at all. Just just never let it happen again. It's my soapbox. Okay. (laughs) Now, Scotty, uh, do you have anything to add? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The one thing I will add is the the character, like, and I know most of people in here know what the word crescendo means, but crescendo is when music elevates to a certain point where it's super loud, right? That character for me literally crescendoed perfectly. Like if anything, the secret trilogy did right was that character through and through. He is every, he is one part Anakin. He is one part Luke. He is one part Leia, one part, you know, um, Han. He's one part. He's just like all these characters like thrown into one Add that confliction, add that past, add the family history. I mean, this character was destined to fail, but it's also this character was destined to come back again, like his father before him. And then Luke in his own weird way. Luke's Luke had a fall, but it was because of Ben. And there's a really important thing that needs to get brought up. Luke did save Vader from the light, but you gotta you gotta bring up the fact that Luke did bring Ben to the dark. If it wasn't for Luke, Ben wouldn't have had such a drastic change, you know? Snoke's that or last Palpatine. little push. Yeah. And if, yeah. if it wasn't for Luke's mistake is what caused Kylo Ren. And that's a very important thing to be brought up. Luke essentially made the Vader of this trilogy, you know? And for the longest time, I'm like, he's not the next Vader, but kind of sit on it he really is the vader of the trilogy in, in the sense of like, you know, he kills Han. He I guess in a weird not technically, but in a weird way, Leia dies at his hand. You know, the end of her Jedi path is at the death of her son, I believe is the exact phrase, right? Was it, was that what Luke said yes, to her? Like her Jedi path ends with the death of her son. Exactly. Would, so, it would end in the death of her son. So, so she, that's why she gave it up. Yes. So it's really kind of cool. Cause it kind of reflects on the prequels. You know, Anakin has that moment where he's like, I foresee Padme's death which is caused by Anakin. Therefore, Leia has this same vision later. She has this vision that her death is going to be, I'm sorry, her path is going to lead to his death, you know? And then Ray picks it up. But you have this character that perfectly crescendos from, you know, the A movie to the B movie to the C movie in terms of plot. Like, they really did elevate this character perfectly. And at first... You think Kylo doesn't need Rey. Then in TLJ, you think, okay, they kind of need each other. Then by the end, they're so tied in together that they are almost a dual protagonist. And we've never had that in Star Wars besides Anakin. Anakin was a literal turn. Anakin literally went from being Anakin to Vader. Whereas Kylo Ren is this weird thing where you see it progress beautifully. Like the Mm. most incredible progression where you have him in the first movie, like, you know, 
like you need a teacher, you know? And, and you, yeah. you see that little bit of Anakin in him. Then by the next movie, he's like, join me. Like, please be with me. That's that, that we need that we need to rule the galaxy together. Then by the end of it, he is abandoned the Kylo Ren thing. And he's taken on the full Ben solo, you know, title. And I, I don't know. I've, I've, I was having, I was struggled the first time I watched the force awakens when he killed Han. I'm like, Oh man, this guy's never going to get redeemed in my, in my eyes. And then TOJ comes around and he, and he ends up, you know, accidentally causing Leia's, you know, moment of, of, you know, I guess when she gets sucked out of the, uh, the radis, but, um, in my head, I'm like, Oh, that's it for Leia. And then, you know, of course she comes back. And then by the end of that movie, when what Luke does to Kylo Ren, I'm like, Oh, he can't be redeemed. Now he's going to die evil because, his uncle pushed him to the edge and threw him off and confused him and, and really damaged him. Then by the Tross comes around, by the time Tross came around, I don't know. I was in the middle. I'm like, he's going to be redeemed or he's going to stay evil. And I was fine with either way. But what we got was ultimately not what I expected and what I needed to see though. You mm. got this redemption through Ray. This redemption came from this person he has been seeking after for so long. It didn't come from Leia. It didn't come from Han though. It, though they did help. That that redemption ultimately came from Ray, and of course he ends up, you know, fulfilling Anakin's destiny, which for some reason I think is debated right now. But I really do think Anakin's journey was to save the one he loved, which is exactly what Ben ends up doing with Ray. And I'm not one; I would never call myself a Raylo. Um, I, I think the art kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, that's just me. I don't know. Um, I'm, I, I don't oh, like you'll be one at, over to our fold you very soon. You can be soon. a Raylo and not. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be Googling it after that. No, I was just, I, I, I'm the art kind of cool. I don't know about like the, I, I'm not much into the, the erotic uh, ones, but to each their own, I say. You can be a I'll give you that. I will give you the that. very horny Raylo art can you, be a lot sometimes. I hate those. I hate going through my feed. I instantly, I don't care who you are instantly. I instantly either I mute you or I unfollow you entirely because I don't know. It just, it, I don't like seeing it on my feed. Your social media experience. That's fine. As yeah. long as you're not going there and being a dick to people. Now I know like Jared. That. Now that Jared knows this, I'm going to end up getting DMs of the Raylo art. <laughs> <laughs> the most graphic Raylo art I can the find. Most, yes. The, yes. the most hardcore. Oh. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so real quick to tie up my point. Um, I don't know. I, I love. No, why that. are you so red? Sorry, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, to tie up my point here, I I really do enjoy Ben Soul as a character, and like I said, if anything, I do, I don't think it's a valid argument to say the sequel trilogy sucked because of this one character. Honest to God, this one character truly just completes it for me. He is the perfect mm. descendant of two heroes. He's the perfect descendant of you know Anakin, and like. It works. I think it just works great. He's got something that most characters don't have in modern storytelling. Like, there's no... This is a good point. There is no Ben Solo in any other franchise. Like, the Jurassic World franchise. Nothing can compare to that character. There is no character that good in that franchise. Um, the new I, Fantastic... D- don't Beast. talk bad about Chris Pratt like that. Here, there really is one... You know what I mean? There is one character who very closely parallels Ben Solo, and that's Zuko from The Last okay, Airbender. Cool. 
and okay. they follow I a very similar path. That. But still, that's what, that th this type of character is still a unicorn <laughs> in in modern fiction. Yes, yes, and and I think that's the most important thing is is that. Star Wars needed obviously needed new characters that were that were different than what we had before, but it a hundred percent needed in every way possible needed something that was really refreshing and really at the same time similar to what we know before. And the diet thing is a good point. I could talk about that later. But the diet thing make, is a, makes sense as a, a sequel too, right? To yes, the story yes. that came before. It's like we had the happy ending in Return of the Jedi. What do you, where do you go yep. from there? And now we know essentially the story of the sequel trilogy is basically Palpatine's ultimate revenge on these yep. people who took what he felt was rightly his away from him. So he's like, I'm going to yep. be real petty. I'm going to be a petty little uh, uh, diva and turn your son to the dark side. And, and yep. like, just really like, it's really dark. And it's a dark ending for the Skywalkers to a point, but th yeah. I feel there's still that glimmer of hope, especially with Ray and mm -hmm. Ben, even though I feel like we should have, I, I feel like there should have been more with him and I want more with him. Ben Solo um, lives. Uh, yeah. Well, and I'm like, he, he is a force ghost and I, I really don't know why they didn't put him at the end with, Luke and Leia. I know she was burying their sabers, but they, if you have him fade in last, because and, Ben Solo you know, lives, baby. He's not gone. He's not gone. Yeah. He's in the world between because worlds. He, he's alive. You he can't change my mind. He, so he's gonna. He, he's alive. He's in the world between worlds. Right. <laughs> well, so say it's like he's got to be his his personality is retained in the Force, if you ask me, because he disappeared. Like yeah. all the other people who turned into force ghosts. Like he is one with yeah. the cosmic force now. Um, so he's hanging out with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Yoda and Luke and Leia. I mean, it's awesome, you know, and, and Leia's force projection of Han is there. You know, they kind of use him like an Alexa, you know, like, uh, Hey Han, uh, Bring our son it's home. It's raining men. Yeah. It's raining men. Hallelujah. It's raining men. Ah, grumpy. Um, <laughs> I don't really know where that came from. I apologize. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, <laughs> that's bizarre. That was nice. That was that's all that was. It was. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't know. I think it's really important to bring up the fact that that he has a name change, you know, like we get with Anakin and Vader, you know, but but it's a reverse. You know, we get we get Kylo Ren, which is a which is a great name still. And I think he will always be referred to as Kylo Ren, unfortunately. But to the fans, Ben Solo is an important thing. And how did y'all want to hear Jared about this? Because I've never heard Jared's opinion when when Han yelled, Ben! What did you think? Like, did, dude, my brain in the theaters, I was like, yes, his name's Ben because of Obi-Wan. Like, what did you think of that moment, Jared? I thought that moment. I melted, man. So, uh, <laughs> my brain, I had like two thoughts practically at the same time where Ben, yeah. and I went, oh, like Obi-Wan. That's really, can I drop a bomb? Is that allowed? Am I allowed to drop a bomb? Yeah. Drop a... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, you go ahead. Uh, where I went, oh, he's named after Obi-Wan. That's so cute. And I went, 
fuck, I was right. No. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he went, Bang! and I like, it was as his, as he dropped his helmet on the catwalk, I like under my breath went, shit. And just <laughs> stared at the screen. I, like, the whole body oh, clenched. Man. Like, I was like, oh, you're not going to survive this one, buddy. <laughs> no wonder you were so happy on the press tour because you knew your ass was dead. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's oh, that, like, so that, that, uh, what, what is the thing they did? Was it UNICEF? They would have, like, the, the things like, basically give us money and you could win these awesome prizes. One of them was like going to the premiere of force Awakens with him. And like, there was that, that, uh, ad for it where there were two kids on the computer, like video chatting with someone and hot, like Harrison Ford pops up behind them all the happiest you've ever seen. It looks like Harrison Ford, uh, pretending to be Mark Hamill or something, or like him pretending to be Ronald McDonald, the clown. He's like, he's like, ah, hey, Star Wars. You want to go to Star Wars with me? You know? <laughs> and it's like, you, you son of a gun. You got yeah. what you wanted. You got what you wanted. There you go. Are you happy? Go put well, in your earring. You're you're done. <laughs> go, well, go so crash Jared, a plane you, with your, your earring. <laughs> go crash go fly your world war ii era airplanes and crash land them on golf courses you action hero you um i don't know it, it was i think it was a weird moment for everyone um because the name ben i mean you instantly call back to a new hope and that movie was a big callback to a new hope in its own weird way but that moment's when i was like oh what a great use of you know they didn't use him. They didn't call Obi Wan. That would have been too much. Ben is just so. It says Obi. so much. <laughs> Obi, Obi. Um, I don't know. I. I, I think like, the name of Ben's dude, What if he was like? What if he was like? Rio. <laughs> Rio. Oh well, I right before it, when he like stepped onto the catwalk, like for a millisecond, I was almost like, "Oh God, don't say Jason, don't say Jason, don't say Jason." Like, let yeah, it be a I little was, different. I was, that too. I was like, oh, yeah. like, let, like, let him be a different character. Like, don't call him Kylo Ren yep. and not Darth Kytus if you're gonna call him Jason Ben. Oh, that's yep. oh no. Um, <laughs> well, and but there's there's something beautiful to him being named Ben. Um, you know, and you'll have people try to do the, oh, well, I never really met Obi-Wan Kenobi, so I don't understand. It's, it's, it's just horse shit. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> she knew who he was. Yeah. Well, yeah, the whole idea, you know, and go back to, you know, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope that the idea that she had this child and they agreed to name him after her hope. And that, oh, so awesome. that like, then, and, and, and if beautiful. there's if there's one idea and theme and emotion that is core to Princess Leia's existence, it is hope. And the like, mm. naming him Ben is practically naming him hope. Yeah, and that oh there, and that he carries that legacy of, yeah, this family is hilariously dysfunctional and the power that runs through this family can go awry so quickly and so violently and so malevolently, but through it all, there is hope through it all. 
we can save the lives that need saved. Not everyone's going to make it out alive, unfortunately, but we can get people out in one piece by the end of it. And the fact that, again, mm. you have this character who is just, sh just, just steeping himself in the dark side, trying to create this uh, masquerade of villainy, when at his court, he is hope. He is the idea that no one's ever really gone. And like that like that's again like every little thing about Ben like and, and Kylo as a character runs so deep. There is so much to him that is rooted in the symbolism and motifs of Star Wars. A uh, very very close friend to the Nerd Academy Girls with Sabers. People call oh, yeah. them out and say that they look way too deeply into the stuff they talk about when they bring in mythology and like, you know, color theory and all of these things into their discussions about Star Wars and the sequel trilogy. But they're right. Everything they say is right. That is like he's meant to be that like this goes all the way back to the inception of Star Wars to the Campbellian hero's journey. It is steeped in that folklore, in that, you know, ancient fiction. It's all intentional and it's all done on purpose. And like his name, there's so many levels to it. Just his name. There is. Mm. And it's funny because Ren and Ben, you know, you couldn't get a word that's very Star Wars is Ren, but a word that's very, like you said, almost almost bizarrely, you know, normal and, so, and easy to associate is Ben. And like I always thought that was interesting. Kylo Ren, you know, it has to be a mat. It has to be something fake. You know, that that's no way that's that character's name. And of course, we get the reveal Ben Solo in the first movie. And then I love that Ray refers to him as Ben as well. That's a very important thing. That's I think. And his little brain, that's what, like, he's like, oh, man, she, she keeps calling me Ben, Ben this, Ben. I saw you turn, you know, all of that. Like, when they touch that, that moment is super important because, you know, she calls him Ben the rest every time she sees them. You're a monster, you're a snake, but you're also this, you're a good guy. You, you For some reason, you're, you, you are of good people, you know? And yeah, those she calls him murderous snake in Last Jedi, and then right now she's about to heal... Uh, the a giant murderer. snake on yep. Sana, yeah, um, which is cool very symbolic and foreshadowing. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, oh, if you really want to talk yeah, about no, no. the symbolism of that scene, and I, I apologize again. I keep hogging airtime just because I get excited to talk about Kylo. No, Go. take it. You're the guest. <laughs> the the thing that I think makes Kylo Ren so incredibly unique. And Scotty, you touched on this, where Kylo Ren is simultaneously this incredibly fresh character, but there is a familiar familiarity with him. And that is born of the fact that Kylo Ren is Darth Vader backwards. Yeah. With right Anakin, now. you have somebody who is prophesied for greatness, born into nothing, scooped up, brought on this journey, loses his faith in all of the institutions around him. And at the end of the day, a possessive yeah. and romantic love causes him to fall to the dark side. But by the end of the story, it is a familial love that brings him home and lets him wow. wash his hands of like the vile acts that he's responsible for and clean up his own mess. Flash forward to Ben. 
We have somebody who was born into an incredible privilege and incredible notoriety who is just expected mm. to become great. And through his mm -hmm. loss of faith in his family and because of a feeling of a lack of familial love, which is exacerbated by Palpatine and just by Han and Leia not knowing how to raise this incredibly powerful individual and exacerbated by Luke falling into the same traps as the Jedi of old. Luke Skywalker in The Last mm -hmm. Jedi is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Star Wars is like poetry. It rhymes. It's fun to make fun of. It's a silly quote from George Lucas. We all oh, like to make fun correct. of it. It's a damn good one. But it's true. And The Last Jedi is one of the rhymiest yeah. Star Wars movies of all time because Luke is Obi-Wan. Yes. They're the same character. Mm -hmm. They do the same thing. Where Obi-Wan created Vader, Luke created Kylo Ren. And because of that lack of familial love, Ben falls to the dark side. And where Anakin lost faith in those institutions, Kylo latched onto them. He was convinced that he had to be a part mm. of this totalitarian regime. The only people who wanted him and could truly care for him were the people who just wanted him for his power. And that's what he did. He latched onto that power, similarly to Vader. And like George Lucas has said before, the dark side is a powerful drug. Once you start using it, you become profoundly addicted to it. Kylo Ren mm -hmm. uses the dark side like a coping mechanism. Oh my gosh. That, that that's That's nice. You know, especially keep, keep going. You're melting my mind, man. <laughs> I'm loving this. And by the end of his story, it is a romantic love that has the potential to either drag Ray down with him to fall down the path of Anakin, but it has been selflessness. Mm -hmm. Not the possessiveness and selfish, I want to save you because I can't live with you. It has been yep. selfless act of, I have to save you because the galaxy deserves someone like you to protect it, goddammit. And you're not going to die mm. if I can stop yep. it. Mm. It has been Amen. giving Amen. his life to save her. It is Anakin's story flipped in a mirror. And and it works because there's there's one of the best lines in the Force Awakens, and I'm so glad this scene was included. Was the you know forgive me you know I, I'm being called to the light when he's talking to Vader's helmet. It's so cool to think light. that, uh huh. Like it's it's amazing to think that like that seed was planted so early, and and you do see that growth, and you do see that flip. Because at that point he's talking to his he's talking to his grandpa, and we know that he's not. And I love that that thread is very small little little thing, and then it's really completed when he goes to meet Palpatine in person. And it's funny because all Palpatine wants is Ray. He doesn't even want anything to do with Ben. I think that was so cleverly done, you know that mm. that. He wanted ego, bring me the girl. The whole time was bring me the girl. And then Palp just like Palpatine did to Anakin, a freaking pawn. Just another stepping stone, you know, to get exactly what he wants. He, just, he wanted all of the roadblocks yes. to him coming back yep. off the board. Yep. All the pay, all the people that could possibly stop him swept away. Yeah. Well, and, and even and Ben Solo. What's up, Jared? No, no, finish what you were saying. 
Well, I was say Ben Solo is one of the few characters that that you know stood up to Anakin. You know, he stood up to Palpatine just like Anakin did later, and Luke did. All these Skywalker men were the ones like, no, no, I can stand up to you. Though he was tricked slightly at the beginning, just like you know Luke was in the throne room, and he was like. You know, take it. You can strike me down. Vader stopped him from striking him down. You know, it's it's really interesting to to think about how the Palpatines have been woven. And then you've got Ray, who is the you know the bloodline for a Palpatine, but does something no one expects. And you know, she sacrifices herself for the greater good of the galaxy. And then, like you said, Jared, beautifully, you said it so eloquently. Eloquent. I can't even say it. Eloquently. Yeah, eloquently. Thank you. <laughs> he very said much. it. He said that. That that for real did man. Ben had to bring Ray back. He had to redeem his grandfather in a very weird way. And you know, this is where I get frustrated with people that are like, I don't understand the. I don't. I, I do not like what Tross did. I don't know. I think it's undeniable that 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 one moment is is really good for what is happening in TLJ and the Force Awakens. I, I just I'm I'm sold on it. I don't know. They they did it better than I thought they could have done it. They redeemed this character that I thought was almost irredeemable, honestly. Well, I really don't I really don't know how they could have done it any better. The one thing they do better is let him live. Um true. And it cuz and I I normally only say this kind of as like a thought experiment to just, you know, get a little bit too real with Star Wars because it is a, it's a fairy yeah. tale in space. Um with the mm. whole well Vader saved his own kid. That does mm-hmm. not undo the countless strangers he slaughtered. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 granted, I only get that cynical with it, you know, just to be a tool. But with sure. Ben, you know, A, in The Rise of Skywalker, an amazing opportunity to truly pay off that scene that you were talking about, Scotty. To have when the all the Jedi spirits appear, that fight is so poorly blocked. When they have Rey showing down with Palpatine, it should have been the both of them working together. And have the Jedi I agree. come to the I both of them. That. And to have Anakin's spirit say to Ben, finish what I started. It infuriates me that they almost had that. To have that moment of, hey, this is your actual family talking, not this son of a bitch, not mm-hmm. the son of a bitch I used to be that he wants you to to look up to. This is me, your actual Dude. grandfather yeah. with your uncle, with your mother, kick his ass and kiss the girl when you're done. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And th- I... The, I want to stage dive right now into the crowd. <laughs> I, that rocked so hard, dude. Well, and that, and in my opinion, I think that that's how you do that scene better. But redeeming Ben better is to, in a very Zuko way, put him in that situation where it's like, okay, you saved this person that you love, and you've rejected the darkness right now. Can you keep doing that? Can you save somebody who you don't know? Are you prepared to look your Mm. sins in the eye and clean this mess up? Or at the very least, do your best 
to clean the mess that is left. In my opinion, that is the better way you it, redeem Ben. And again, it's it's it it's a problem a that Star Wars story for sure. Yeah, and it's a problem that Star Wars and all Western storytelling has that if you want to bring a character back mm. from evil, that you kill him in the process. It, it, it's just it's just a it's a symptom of Western storytelling that redemption very often ends in death. In my opinion, in some cases, it's, unnecessarily. It's, it's it's very 90s comic book movie. I I would agree with that because one thing that I have kind of liked a few more modern comic book films are a little more we'll let the bad guys kind of continue on for a little bit. Like the Dark Knight trilogy for a little bit, they were like Batman didn't kill, the villains didn't die at the end. They went to Arkham, right? It was just like the yeah. comic books, but it was very or at the very least, because Scarecrow back in the nineties, they would make all the Batman movies, and the well, the bad guy has to die at the end of this. And it's like, but then there are no more. For one thing, there's no more adventures of Batman with these villains. Yep. But also, it's it is just that it's that mindset of this bad guy, this good guy, good guy, bad guy fight, bad guy accidentally kill self or fall off building or is brutally murdered by the hero or whatever, depending on what kind of movie you're watching. Yeah. It's like a superhero movie. Yeah. It's like they accidentally kill themselves. Like Spider-Man with the green goblin. He gets hit by his own thing. Yeah. Or Doc Ock lets himself die to save New York <laughs> when yeah. you could have done more with Octavius. Now, granted Doc Ock's my favorite Spider-Man villain. So I'm a little biased, oh, but um, I'm with you. And in my opinion, that's how you do his redemption one step better. Now, a, a lot of Raylos, myself included, are convinced that Ben is not gone. And I am sure we are going to see that story down the road. I am positive of it. I believe that with we my could, heart of hearts. That, know, that is what we're going to see eventually. I, I think I, I wouldn't be against it at all. Honestly. I'm willing to bet that we are going to get... You know, not an episode 10. I don't think they're going to, I think they're done with the, the numbers, but I really am willing to bet that we're going to get a journey of Ray, you know, because Daisy Ridley has not said anything negative. Like I, we've got, I we've got more Ray. Yeah. We've gotten John Boyega and Oscar I Isaac saying we're done with doing this. We're bored of this, but I really do. I, Adam driver has never said that. And neither has, uh, neither has Ray. So I think there is I, a, well, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to no, say. I, <laughs> you say it anyway. Here we go. I, let, please just give me 11 minutes. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say, buddy? What were you going to say? Why well, I've lost it now. I was just going to oh, say good. the fact that. Well, the fact that. There. I, th I really do think there's there's another journey for these two characters, and the dyad thing is super strong, and I think the dyad thing will, will be something that will definitely have come back at a later day. Well, 100%. I, uh, sorry. All I was going to say is I want, and Kathleen Kennedy has said, we're going to see the stories of these characters continue. Right. Yeah. She has said that. I give me the Disney plus show. Give me the films with like, I want to see more adventures with Ray Finn and Poe for one thing, but even just Ray. Yep. I, I do not believe I'm sorry that she stays on Tatooine. She's got the Falcon. She can go wherever she wants. I think she was just paying as much homage as she knew to them 
making that almost a holy site or whatever, you know, you can say it, it was for nostalgia for the, the audience, but it, I think it makes uh, some sort of sense uh, in the universe. Luke grew up. It's a big, but it's an important place. That's where Luke, Honestly. yeah, it's a lot of important things happened on Tatooine, a lot of important things. And so, yeah, that's yeah. where Anakin and Luke came from. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I, I, I don't know, you know, it's, I just, I want to see those stories continue, man. I want to see Ray going on adventures. See if she starts, how she takes on the legacy of the Jedi. Does she pass it on? How does she pass it on? Whatever, you know, anyway. Um, and I want to see her go after Ben. I think that would be a kind of, kind of a neat story. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, Jared, you were going to say something. I just briefly, Oscar Isaac and John Boyega both seem very done. And granted, a lot of that comes from the fact that they don't feel Poe and Finn were done uh, justice by the end of this trilogy, which, you know, they were super keen on having Storm Pilot happen. I was super on board for that. You know, the powerhouse of representation that that this trilogy has been and representation matters very much. And the idea... Of having a very racially diverse uh, gay couple that they were super on board with the whole storm pilot thing. I understand them being frustrated. I also understand the frustration that, uh, you know, John Boyega, if you look at what was supposed to be in Duel of the Fates, got kind of cheated out of what would have been the ultimate culmination of Finn's arc being thrown out the window and kind of dumbed down with his arc with Jonna. Uh, and then with, you know, they turn like the only Hispanic character in a mainline Star Wars role into what is essentially space cocaine dealing as a youth. I don't blame Oscar Isaac for being frustrated with that either. That said, yeah, Mark, Carrie and Harrison all said they were done. And eventually... Yeah. You're they right. made peace with their experience. And Harrison Ford has always said, yep. oh, I don't hate Star Wars. It's just I don't I think Han should have gone a different way. And to a point, I believe him. He just doesn't mm-hmm. enjoy the press junket as much as they do and unfortunately did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yeah. maybe at some point down the road, once they are have a little bit more are at peace with their time in Star Wars, they might be willing to come back. I just think right now the wound of how Finn and Poe were handled is still fresh. That's all I want to say on that front. uh, All of the, the discourse online as well, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff, all the, the detractors of the sequel trilogy and stuff like that, you know, or just like the people who were against storm pilot and things like that. Right. It's just, it's, it's very, um, that if you're if you are a dick enough <laughs> to people who are trying to dick make enough. some something to entertain you some some form of art right something that you love that they think you're going to love and you just constantly crap on them and stuff you know it's it's going to turn some of these people off right you know um yeah it's yeah but i think it's definitely a, a lot of what you're saying there too uh, Jared. And I don't think that it's too far off base that it could still happen. 
Agreed. If these characters come back on the line, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So. Well, I guess to kind of wrap this whole thing up, I, I really do think it's important to, to kind of, you know, state how we feel about Ben Solo. And, and, and we've done that mostly through this discussion, but there, there's some final words that could be said, you know, I, I, I can start. I mean, simply the fact that Ben Solo had a name change, a Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde kind of thing go on. You know, I, I think it's really essential to Star Wars that we finally saw a redemption that, you know, was really to the heart, you know, and like the Vader, the Vader thing, I imagine the eighties was almost kind of jarring because you don't see the human face at the very end. And then you see the face and then he's dead. And you're like, Oh, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of, it's so quick. It's kind of sad, but then you get to see this really corrupt person get scarred and get beaten and then, you know, get humiliated in each movie. Like he, every movie he gets destroyed. And as a viewer, you, more and more feel for this character, whereas Vader, it's faceless, and Vader kind of wins, except for A New Hope, with each following moment, you know? And you watch this movie, and you watch this poor character, you know, really get beaten down, and his master's abusive to him, and it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds, and then he he thinks he's strong enough to pull someone to the dark side like he does at Ray, but he's not strong enough. He knows he's not strong enough. That's where he fails, is that he he's not convincing enough. He's not scary enough. He's not Vader. And I love that they made a character that desired so much to be like his his grandfather. He wanted so much to have this opportunity to be like Vader, but he could never be Vader. And I love Ray pointing that out too in the force awakens, you know, you're, you, you want to be so much like him. It's so it's brutal, you know, it's brutal. And then ultimately becoming truly like his true grandfather. Yes. Becoming the heart of essentially the same heart of Anakin Skywalker, which again, Anakin, Man, he he made the mistakes, man, and he it was kind of a, a jealous like I can't live without you thing. Yeah, it got exacerbated again by Palpatine. Gosh, that well, such a such a like little scamp that guy. But but like, like come around and be like oh. no, he is truly that's the heart of Anakin is um is truly selfless to the point to where like I care about my friends and other people you know, mm-hmm. more than my good standing with the Jedi or with, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I care more for others than myself um, mm-hmm. in the early stages. Right. But then yeah. you have Kylo fulfilling that in the end, which is just beautiful. Yeah. And I said that, and, and, I said that less eloquently or eloquently as uh, Jared did a little bit ago. So I like, well, I want to bring up one last thing. Eloquently stated, <laughs> You know how Filoni said in the Mandalorian in that video, he said the duel of the fates is this huge moment for Anakin as a character that will change the whole course of his life. You know, Anakin needed Anakin needed a father figure. He did not need a brother figure. Anakin Mm -hmm. left his mother figure to look for a father figure. And then you see this father figure role with each trilogy get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, Anakin loses his father figure, you know, um, even in the original trilogy, you know, Luke is desiring to bring his dad back, which he does. But then we see the the repercussions of that. You see that that 
Ben's father figure failed him because he's a flawed man. He's Han Solo, you know? And this father figure aspect is super important. I mean, for me as a male, I identify with it a lot, you know, and I think everyone in this mm. chat probably gets to the same exact thing. You're you're you don't want to end up like your dad, you know, because your dad's flawed, but you want to end up like all the good sides of your dad. You want to be this part of your dad. You want to be this part of your dad. You want to be this part of your dad, but you don't want to be the flawed sides. You don't agree with. And it, it's sad because in some weird way, you inevitably inherit those flaws by accident. The way you maybe argue with your significant other, maybe the way you um, treat certain things or certain situations, you're like, oh my God, that was just like my dad. And I think Ben suffers from this father figure syndrome too, where he's like, you know, I'm, 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 I have my father's heart where he wants, he does not want that at all. He wants his grandfather's darkness. Little does he know that his grandfather had a, a insanely sweet heart. You know, like mm. like his father has, like his grandfather had. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a really important thing that that Ben Solo, like Jared said earlier, was denying all this. But in the end, it's what he truly is, and he accepts it before his death, and he gives all of his heart and his love to Ray Skywalker, Palpatine. Ray Palpatine Skywalker. I mean, it's a hyphen. They're very they're very they're a progressive couple. So, Ray, Palpatine, Solo Skywalker. Solo Skywalker, yeah. <laughs> Jared, any any final remarks? Or Jerry, do you want to say anything that, to round this up? I want, I want to end on Jared because he's so sweet and cute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he's adorable, actually. He's, he's quite adorable. Um, no, just that Ben Solo is is one of the more dynamic characters that we have gotten so far in star Wars. And, yep. um, and I mean, that's unfortunately a controversial statement. It shouldn't be, but, uh, and I mean, like, never mind. We're, we're all entitled to opinions. It's fine. But, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say that Adam driver is like, delivers one of the best, like uh, the best performance, almost every film like, bar none. Oh yeah. I'd say like Mark Hamill delivers the performance of a lifetime in, uh, last Jedi, but, uh, I, I don't know just what, what else can you say? Like, uh, Ben Solo is baby. So that's all, that's all, that's all I'll end with Jared, Jared as uh, our wonderful guest. Thank you very much. And you guys are too kind. Um, yeah, I love Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren. He, in my opinion, defines the core of Star Wars and the storytelling that it attempts every arc, every idea, every motif, every theme is in his story. All mm. of the symbolism of Star Wars is there, all of the motifs. And again, for every every time you look at Anakin, you can see the same thing reversed in Kylo. And that is the, mm -hmm. it's poetry, it rhymes incarnate. Uh, one of the examples I wanted to hit on is the fact that the Battle of the Heroes and Ray and Kylo's duel on Kef beer. Again, polar opposites. If you love Darth Vader, you have to mm. love Kylo Ren because it's the same story, only backwards. Yep. Darth Vader is born in a hellscape, hellfire, where he is gravely injured and left for dead. Ben Solo is reborn 
upon being healed in a baptismal water. Same story, just oh, backwards. Dude. That's awesome. Jared, um, you get me. You just get me. <laughs> I try my best. You have a character who is That's so... exactly what I was... When you started that whole thing, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, he's it's his baptism. It it's is. His that's exactly it really what is. it is. That's exactly what it is. And then he... All of his blemishes get taken away. Healed away. During that. Yes. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Whew. And again, Amen. it's Take not by accident. Um... Yeah, and again, I don't think there's another character in the Star Wars mythos that is as complex as Ben. You know, like I said before, he yeah. uses the the dark side and this whole idea of Kylo Ren. It's also performative. It's also very much like what he, in his mind, thinks Vader was. And it's the brutality. It's the fact that, like, you know, oh, he's the whiny little bitch. He throws these temper tantrums. No. The dark side is so foreign to him that he has to force these fits of rage to stay rooted in it. This isn't who he is. You know, in the mask, you have this idea that it's almost like a security blanket to him. He can hide the fact that he is Ben Solo when that mask is on. Because it almost becomes a second skin for him. And that they get he can mm-hmm. truly become Kylo Ren uh, when that helmet is on and when he's around Ray, the helmet comes off, the mask comes off. Ben Solo yeah. starts to wake up when he's around her. And in The Last Jedi, so much happens to him where he's like, no, I am Kylo Ren. Ben Solo is dead. Fuck this helmet. I'm done with this now. I'm me and I'm going to do this my own way. And he hypes himself up mm-hmm. so much that when Ray takes him out at the knee and says, no, I'm not joining you. This isn't what's going to happen. Yep. He becomes so overcome with that, like, uh, the helmet's back by the rise of Skywalker because he knows he can't face her without it. Yep. And that every time he recognizes the only way that I think he the reason he loses the helmet on Kefbeer is because he realizes I need to look her in the eye and that he he almost yeah. reckoned or when he admits to her her lineage that there's a recognition for him that like you're the only person who sees through this act in the first place so me wearing this helmet is kind of pointless and they recognize that they both want the same thing that they somehow despite incredibly different lived circumstances arrive at the same place of just wanting that human connection. Exactly. And it's just so mm. profound and there's so much going on with this character. It it, it he, his character speaks for itself and the more and more you analyze it looking at, you know, the greater mythology of Star Wars and then extrapolate that further into the Campbellian hero's journey, there is so much to unpack with this character. And there's no other character like him. Plus, he looks cool as shit. Jared. Dude. (laughs) He looks sick. That is fantastic. And Um, I I will say, I know the the helmet is a little like, what's it doing in Rise of Skywalker? But I dig the red, like, uh, like cracks. It's cool as shit. It's cool as shit. 
It's like they can, it is awesome. Like they made that thing look even cooler. What the heck, man? <laughs> that is so. That's just <laughs> so, so many toys. I yeah. It, it, um. No. Well, Jared, you are the most eloquent. I think of guests that we've had on in a while. Thank and you very much. My really God, truly. No, seriously. Um, that was beautiful. I don't know. Then. Like it's such a. That, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, seriously, because like this is this is what we truly love to do on the Bombcast. Me and Scotty are silly, and we'll kind of like you know do costume changes for a whole episode, and then sometimes <laughs> we'll come around and we really like to just you know really dive in, get get our hands dirty, right, and just really dissect what's going on in here. Talk about mindsets yes. of characters, what they represent. There's been a lot of media these days. I feel mental health is very important to me and uh, a very important topic to me these days, and there's been a lot of characters in uh modern pop culture like uh fandom things that really kind of mirror um journeys of of a lot of us with our mental health with like what we struggle with on the inside they're almost like kylo ren's almost a personification of a lot of those issues and so that's yeah yeah i I always love that but uh before we we uh in this uh puppy or whatever this is uh that gosh why did i say it like that before we That's end this puppy awful. i am i have my my cat is literally sitting right, right beside me i think i'm channeling his brain right now he's very puppy. sadistic the cat's uh, just yes, sitting next yes, to you yes it is jack yes the jack cat's just sitting there the like wipe cat. them out all of them all of them <laughs> i feel like Honestly, all I can see uh, right now on the monitor, because of, I've got the show notes up on one half of my screen, I can see my arm and, and the cat, and I'm petting the cat. I look like, um, I don't know if this reference is going to make sense to either of you, but I look like Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> right now. We're not that young. <laughs> Next time, Gadget. Next time. I've seen Matthew Broderick in the movie. We know. Hey, I see that. And like, yeah, anyway, watch the old cartoon. It's great. Here's a fun deep cut. Here's a fun deep cut. When they film the Matthew Broderick movie, they film part of it in Pittsburgh. My grandmother worked in the building that was kind of the stand in for whatever evil corporation was there, which I can't remember because I haven't seen the Inspector Gadget. So. Gadget references are greatly appreciated around these parts. Well, we'll bring them next time we're on. I love me some Matthew Broderick, and I love me some Inspector Gadget. I loved Inspector Gadget before Matthew Broderick ever donned the fedora that contained a helicopter. Uh, But anyway, yeah, yeah, Scotty's like, what the heck are you talking about? Uh, Anyway, (laughs) before we go, Scotty, though, I think, I think, I don't know. I'm going to put you on the spot. Jared. I think we yeah. should we should gauge here, Scotty. Where are you now on a scale of Raylo light to Raylo, or or not to Raylo light? I think I think perchance you might be starting to fall into the Raylo light category. I'm on. I'm feeling. I'm the free trial. I'm the Raylo free trial. <laughs> I have not quite submitted to the, <laughs> the, the Raylo premium free trial. I'm, I have the 30 day free trial. Um, I will. <laughs> I might cancel it after the 30 days. We'll see. Uh, but maybe next time we have Jared on, he might. He might continue. He might let I me don't... make a new email to continue the, the free trial. So. I don't... Uh, 
That might be I the don't case. Know, man. I, I, the, Jared spoke so beautifully about it that there's almost no way that you can't be like a the little only way, tiny bit more on board. Only way he can convince me is if he sends me some good soft core, uh, some good soft core <laughs> Raylo art. That's, that's no, the only no, it's way. Already, it's going to be hardcore. hardcore. You I'm asked for nothing. this. I um, hope you know that. And I will say this much. I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Uh, oh, man. One of my your, best your friends. is going to love that. And producer of all the Nerd Academy stuff, uh, Joel Basenback. Uh, he was a staunch anti-Raylo. And I, Here we go. And it was the lead up to the Rise of Skywalker. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, dude, it's, again, it's poetry. It rhymes. It's the same story backwards. For him to be redeemed because of their love, it's so perfect. And we went into the movie, and Joel was Joel was on that Raylo free trial going in where he was like, you know what? I kind of <laughs> want to see it. He's like, I want to see it, but I'm not like, oh, Raylo. They kissed. Yeah. This man looked me in my eye and just went, you did it. And just kind of shook his head. I'm like, you're goddamn right I did it. I'm the Raylo that's witch amazing. doctor, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I love Scotty, that. I think the true test is to watch Rise of Skywalker now after this conversation with all of that in mind. Because for one thing, I've, I've, I'm on the train here, uh, Jared, but I, I've never quite heard it put the way you put it with that whole uh, Anakin being redeemed, like losing his, like falling to the dark side because of romantic love and coming back due to familial love and it being the opposite with, with Kylo, with Ben, I've never heard it put that way. And it is, it's always been there. I see it plainly, but it's just hearing you actually say it, it again with those glorious words of yours. Um, really puts it into perspective for me. So Scotty, go watch Rise of Skywalker. I'm currently I've been multitasking. I'm doing it right now and stuff. I'm the only drawback is that the kiss hurts more now. The only draw (laughs) the only drawback is when he collapses dead. It 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 hurts a little extra. (laughs) But only drawback well there is no drawbacks in this episode of the bombad cast i will say i am so happy to have jared on from the nerd academy podcast and uh jerry any final words or jared any final words to plug before we end this uh yeah like i said up top the nerd academy podcast um by the time this episode of bombad cast goes up it will have already come and gone but we have our news roundup of San Diego Comic-Con coming up. So tune in for everything you need from that. Uh, we have um, Knights of the Nerd Republic on Sunday mornings. Uh, the Nerd Academy on Tuesday mornings. Uh, Campus Life every other Thursday. And the upcoming Versus series on August 1st. Like I said, Exar Kun versus Count Dooku. And then the next one is going to be Qui-Gon Jinn versus Plo Koon. That's all on our Patreon if you subscribe at the $5 oh, tier. Dude. Go check that out. Seriously, they they run a very impressive establishment. It is a, it is a great establishment of higher nerd learning. So please, they are fully accredited. Um, what was I again? We, what were we, we did, didn't give, didn't we get titles or no? I forget. Well, I thought I made a joke. When you showed up in your graduation robe. 
Uh, he that was it. Jerry made a joke asking if you had. Yeah, you said you graduated from the Nerd Academy, and I said that you were voted most likely to stay bomb bad. <laughs> I got my <laughs> doctor degree. I'm, I'm I'm currently pursuing my masters. So I think I think now, boys and everyone else, and so should the Nerd Academy. I think anytime a guest is done over a certain amount of times. They get like they like four times they get their bachelors. Then they or, or two times they get their associates. You know, you gotta you gotta play into it. And then you gotta do ten years to get like your your PhD. So there we go. <laughs> Can you imagine? I love um, that. I love student. that so much. Joel's taking oh. notes as we speak. Like he's frantically yes. getting vetted papers. We're, well, we're marketing machines here. So yeah. Since yeah. since our last episode was so hectic, I wanna I wanna bless Jerry with the opportunity to give us. You know, we haven't been doing this, but we want to start doing this now. Uh, giving our guests the opportunity to say the phrase that we end our shows with. So uh, if we've got nothing else to say, Jared, what should the wonderful people do? The wonderful people, before they get back to class, should stay very bombad.